Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is everything you need for tips, tricks, and things to just be generally awesome. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm your host, Claire. And this is RDH Bites. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to RDH Bites. This is your co-host, Amanda. And today, Claire and I are here with a very special episode. Hi, Claire. How are you? Hello. Well, I'm really angsty just to get started because it's such a big announcement that has been made. Was it last week or so? Something really, really recently, right? Yeah, it was around last week. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we saw this... Well, Amanda suggested we need a podcast. So there we are. And let's just get right into it because students need to know this information as soon as possible. So what are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about the board updates. So the Mm -hmm. NBDHE has released some board updates. Claire, do you want to tell us some more details about that? Oh, well, you know, if you have been waiting for the NBDHE, the national boards in the U.S., to take your written boards. You know, previously there was like a long format, which actually was the normal format. There were 350 questions. Now, because of the pandemic, they kind of had to quickly do something because the testing centers could not take all the students because, you know, social distancing, they couldn't have the, let's say if there were 30 students in one room, now they could only have 10 or so. So they had to come up with a way for all of you to take the examination. And that has been the short format. So they shortened the examination to be maybe about half of the original examination. Time as well have changed. Originally, it was eight hours and you had about four, not exactly four, four, but just about half. And, you know, the examination has been like that for about two years. And the problem, Amanda, that we, we receive a lot of emails from students saying, oh, it's harder or I failed or... You know, it wasn't all that awesome, right? Yeah, the short form really presented a lot of challenges for us because we didn't know a lot about it until the NBDAT came out and gave us new reports. So at first, we didn't know how to respond to some of those questions. You know, students asked great questions, but the bottom line was always that no matter if you take the short form or what we were calling the long form, you had to know the same amount of information. Yeah, it's like you really need to know your entire life in your dental hygiene school, whether you're taking the short form or what we call the long form, but actually what is called the standard length NBDHE. So the news came, let's say about last week. And what is it in some, Amanda? To sum it up, basically, if you register past a certain date, You will be taking what we've been calling the long form, but it's the standard form NBDHE, the full eight-hour test. So a lot of students have been asking us, you know, we sent out an announcement. We've had some things on social media. As of October 8th, if you are registered and approved on October 8th or later, you will be automatically registered for the standard form or the long form examination. Mm. So tell us what happens if we are registered before October 8th. Okay, so if you are already registered 
if you've already registered, you're scheduled to take your exam or you register on or before October 7th, Mm -hmm. you are automatically registered to take the short form exam. That's about three hours and 50 minutes long. All right. So for example, if I registered in the summer and I've been approved to take my examination, let's say end of this month in September, then I'm going to take the short form, right? That's correct. Yes. You'll take the short form. So if you've already registered, you've already been approved, your application is approved. Currently, you are registered for the short form examination. Okay. And... What if someone wanted to change their date because someone can be, well, I really want the normal, the standard, the long-form examination. What should they do? They need to reach out directly to the board because there's no way to change an application after it's been approved unless you contact the board directly. And you can find that email address in the description for today's episode. So you can send them an email directly or you can go to their general information page and they also have an email address there to help you if you have any further questions. Okay. And if they wanted to know just more about this, because we really are abbreviated this information for our students right now, if they really wanted to read the entire page about this information, where do they have to go? They can visit, you know, if you just Google NBDHE, there's going to be a page for general information. Again, I'm going to link it in the description, but you are always welcome to Google it. And on that website, you can get to the NBDHE guides that has more details. You can also contact them from that site. Mm-hmm, great. So I won't read the entire URL to our friends, but... Basically, if you type in the NBDHE guideline or short form or any of those keywords, you will be redirected to the ADA. And that's where you actually have all the different examination, including the NBDE, which is a dental examination. But there is a section that's about the NBDHE and you can click on what's called the general information and they will tell you the summary of all of this. Yes, that's correct. And y'all, if you haven't already you really, really need to go to that page and read all of the information. They have updates, dates that they posted the updates. The NBDHE guide is your new Bible. I need you to read that front to back and know exactly what it's telling you. That's the most important thing you can do before you register for your NBDHE. No, right? We want to skip that because it's a lot of blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Inside those areas, there's still some gems that you might pick up. For example, well, the first statement, second statement questions, which used to exist, are not there anymore when you look at the question formats. So you might find one or few things that you're like, oh, I didn't know that. And that might get you one or two points. So that's about it. But, oh, Amanda, maybe we should review with our students how many questions, if someone's going to take the short form examination, what does that examination look like? In total, how many questions do we have? So there are a couple things to know about the short form examination. And this can be found in the guide, which I'm going to pull up so that we can read it directly from the guide from the board. Now, if you go to page 18 of the examination guide that's available online, you can see a breakdown of the differences in the test. So 
the short form schedule, session one has 85 items and session two has 70 items. So for that first 85 items, you've got 90 minutes. That's going to comprise your basic sciences, multiple choice questions, around 12 or 13 community questions all together makes up that 85. Yes. And I just want to mention that again, that is not the case studies, right? Because session two, I call it session two, but that's case studies. There's less questions, 70 questions, because it's just a little bit more difficult in a way because you have to flip through charts, photograph, radiograph, and all of those things. Yes. So for the session two, those are all patient cases and there are 70 items. You'll have one hour and 50 minutes to complete that portion. And again, like Claire said, you have longer because you've got to flip back and forth between charts and information, but you also have longer because this is where you need to apply critical thinking. And I know everybody's rolling their eyes right now, tired of saying, use critical thinking, right? But... This is the portion of the board where that comes in very, very important. We have to use our critical thinking skills to apply the knowledge we've gained from a case to the questions being asked. All right. So one last thing about the short form examination when we're just talking about the schedule in between discipline based component, which is session one and your case study session two, we have a break and that is a 15 minute break. It's optional, meaning that you're going to have a timer that says, do you want to take your break? And you can say, you know, yes or no, but, you know, it's a 15 minute countdown. So let's say you go out, you come back in five minutes, you can continue your examination if you would like to. I just want to mention that no matter what, please take a break. I know it's, you know, you want to get done. You want to just go home and scream and watch Netflix, but let's just take our time. Your brain is not designed to go on forever. So take a break, okay? Give yourself a break. Don't rush to anything and then come back. And then you can do case studies. That would be my recommendation for our students. I 100% agree. Get up, get your blood flowing, take some deep breaths, do a couple jumping jacks, use the restroom if you need to. They may send someone with you to the restroom to make sure you're not pulling out any study materials, but (laughs) take your break. You absolutely Mm -hmm. should take your break and at least recenter yourself before you sit down for the second session. That's right. So again, if you are taking the short format examination, that's what it's going to look like. And maybe we can talk about the long format examination now. Just in case those for you, some of you might want to change your exam to be like the long form examination, or maybe some of you have not registered yet. If you are and you're not in your last semester yet, actually, you can't just register. Your school have to approve you in order to take the examination, right? Yes, you have to be approved by your program director before you can even apply to take the exam. So a lot of times the program director releases an entire class at the same time, or they might go one by one. This depends on how your program operates. But like we said earlier, if you register on October 8th or later, so if your graduation date isn't until May, 
you will be taking the standard form examination, knock on wood, as long as there are no further issues with the pandemic closing testing centers. Oh my God, can you imagine in the middle of this? They're like, oh my, we're going to change the schedule again. Yes. But also it's not their fault. You know, it's just, right. it is what it is. (laughs) I have never experienced something in my life like this, which I'm sure many of you feel the same way, but we go from... You can go eat outside, but no, you can't, or maybe you (laughs) can Right. You have to have a vaccination to come inside. Otherwise you have to eat outside. And yeah, so it's the same way here. A lot of the testing centers are requiring masks, regardless of state, you know, regulations and I really want everybody to see that as a good thing so that we can leave the testing centers open and avoid a backlog like we saw in early 2020 so everybody can keep taking their exam. Great. So, yes, thanks for this. (laughs) Sorry, I got sidetracked. Let's go back to the actual. I just want to talk about the actual exam schedule if you are taking the long form. And for those of you who don't really know what you're going to do, well, at least we're talking about both formats. So the long yes. form is basically the same, but in a stretch out format. So you will sit down, you will go through the optional tutorial that shows you, you click here, you click there to do this and that. That's same for the short format. It's just a standard tutorial from the computer in the testing center. And then you go to session one, which is the discipline base, such as your head and neck anatomy also includes community health. So there are 200 questions. 200, that's a lot of items, right? 200 questions and in total is three and a half hours. But I just wanted to add that really how it rolls is that you're going to get an optional 15 minute break between the 100 question break and the 100 question. So I just wanted to mention exactly how it's going to roll. So imagine it in your head, you sit down, you have 100 question, optional break, and then 100 question. And then before you go to session two that you know that was about case-based items, there's going to be another optional break. You heard us. We want you to take that break and then come back and go through the case studies. And case studies in total would be 150 items and then four hours. I know it's confusing when it's like, what, 200 items, three and a half hours and all this and that. But again, imagine it in your head right now. Picture it in your head. There's going to be 75 questions optional break, and then another 75 questions. And then you are done. You have the option of putting some comments if you want to. So in total, they say it's eight or nine hours, depending on whether you count the tutorials and the breaks. It is about eight hours. So much, much longer than the short format examination. So if you are in a position that you're trying to choose between the short and long format examination, You know, my thought is maybe you should think about how you respond to an examination. Are you the type who gets really tired towards the end? If not, maybe a shorter form might work better for you, or you would prefer to have more questions so you feel like you get tested on more items. And hopefully that'll really average out maybe some things that you don't know so well. So there's no real answer to, you know, what format is better, right? If someone was going to choose right now. Yes. And we've been getting a lot of questions about that during our summit sessions, our tutoring sessions, and just through email. And I understand, I really, truly understand what an odd position this has put students in because, you know, there was a lot of talk about 
the failure rate for the short form examination, but regardless of whether you take the short form or the standard form, the NBDHE stated unequivocally that there was no meaningful difference between the sets of forms. And I'm going to back up just a little bit. They actually announced, the NBDHE announced that the failure rate experienced in 2020 was most likely due to an extended amount of time between graduation and taking the exam. So they did respond. They got a lot of students and faculty asking about why is the failure rate so high? And they used psychometric investigations to compare performances between the two exams. This is where they found no meaningful differences between the sets. So there's no answer. One isn't easier than the other. They're statistically the same. It's just a matter of choosing what's best for you as an individual. Just like we wouldn't give the same patient education to two patients in a row, I can't say the short form is better for this person versus that person. This is up to you. And I really encourage you to read all of the information before jumping to action. You need to read the guides and, you know, the differences to make the best decision for you. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Because again, we get tons of emails about that and read the NBDHA. What Amanda just said is literally what they have printed that's available online for everybody to read. So lastly, just think about your style. Think about what works best for you. And if you are graduating next year, and if you are going to be approved after this October date, honestly, don't worry about it. You have one option. Let's do our best. That's about it, right? Right. Absolutely. And as always, we'll keep you updated. You know, if there's another update from the NBDHE, you will know Mm -hmm. right away. We watch this website as closely as possible. Yes. And before we finish, Claire, I just wanted to ask you, are there any other updates you think we should talk about today? Yeah, I know there's one little update, no one big update again. Right. Let's talk about it for a little bit, but we are going to make a a part two of this update for you because it's really important. So the update is about this famous AAP classification, American Academy of Periodontology. And the thing is like they've been rolling, the NBDHE has been rolling with the older version, which is 1999. I know it's super old and they've been rolling with that. Then they've been making an announcement that they're going to update it. They're going to update it. They're going to update the examination. And finally, what did they say? We finally have a clear, decisive answer that we've been (laughs) waiting for, for the MBDAG. So same dates apply here. If you have applied and were accepted on or before October 7th for the short form examination, you will be using the 1999 AAP classification system. Okay. So again, that really depends on your date, which type of classification you are going to study most likely, because even if you're taking the short form examination and it's not like 
it's only the 1999. You know, it's a bit of a mix of the older and newer, newer one. Good for you. Okay. I know it's more difficult because you're like, what do I have to double my, my amount of study here? <laughs> Which is not fair, but you know what's good for you. Then you can speak the old language and the new language. Let's look at that way. But depending on, again, your date of examination, it's, you know, you might switch your focus a little bit. But we're not going to get into that yet, right, Amanda? Right. We're not going to talk about the difference between the classification systems. I just want to make one quick comment. A lot of students have said, what do you mean the 2018 system or the 2017 system? Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Yeah, those two are the same. There wasn't one in 2017 and a new one in 2018. The AAP was deliberating and researching in 2017, and this really got rolled out in force in 2018. So yes. either way that you see it or hear it, it means the same thing, mm -hmm. the staging and grading. So, yes. yeah, I think... This was a really good update. Like we said earlier, please use all of the information before you request to change your test or before you submit your application to the board. Great. And that said, Amanda, we're going to make part two. So stay tuned. Okay. We're going to talk about what's the difference between the 1999 and 2018. I call it the 2018, the new classification. We're going to give you a summary. It's impossible to do periodontal GAP within 30 minutes, but we're going to try to do our best to give you what's most important and what are the major changes. So at least you can have that summary in your head. So stay tuned, right, Amanda? We're going to come back. Yes. And we're so excited. Claire and I don't get to record a lot together. So this is super exciting for us to do <laughs> a two-part update for y'all. So yeah, stay tuned. We're going to have that very mm -hmm. soon. All right. Well, good luck to anybody who is taking the examination or who's going through this right now, studying and trying to understand what your schedule is going to look like. No matter what, we're here and see you soon in the next episode. See you next time. Hey, everybody. This is your co-host, Amanda, with a quick announcement. Have you looked at our VIP package yet? This has everything you need to help pass your national board exam. Whether you live in the United States, Canada, or really anywhere, our VIP package has something for everybody. We have recorded lectures, live lectures, curated and calibrated content made just for you to help you pass. Visit us today at studentrdh.com to sign up and for more information. See you next time.